Welcome to the Pinch to Zoom podcast. I'm Stetson. And I'm Gabe. In this episode, we are doing a bonus episode of Apple's worldwide... <laughs> Sound the developer co- Worldwide developer I conference. Actually, sorry, I keep cutting you off. The alarm should have been the Mac starting up sound is what the alarm should have been. The... Boom. Uh, yeah, so yeah, this is a uh, Apple Apple's Worldwide Developer Conference. Uh, they WWDC held it today in WWDC California. Nineteen hashtag use it on Twitter. Wait, what? Yeah, uh, so much happened. Uh, Gabe, let's let's quickly dive Our into quick news. Our thoughts are all jumbled. We can't even get in sync together because we're still so all over the place from this conference announcement. It was what so much happened. happening. All right, quick news, quick news, quick news, quick news, quick news. Well, there is no quick news really, is there? Well, all right, nope, the only quick that's news. That's it. But Nope. Let's get we on got a to little the podcast. Quick news. Bose, Bose Headphone 700? Oh, okay, whatever. All right, going actually into the meat of this bonus episode, talking about WWDC. Now, this is, I don't know, how many years have they been holding this? At least the guy on stage was talking about back in 2011 during at one point. So it's been... They've been doing this for years. 10 years, probably, I'd bet. It's only gotten really big in the past, probably the past four years or so, uh, when they've been releasing substantial well, I, I watched updates. in high school... Well, yeah, but I, I'm I'm thinking in the past four years that's when they've had you know the app, uh, the Apple this... TV, the Watch OS, uh, iOS, and Mac OS. So four different operating systems. All like I think it really goes back because I remember seeing these like when the iPhone four came out. Okay, with, so that's like you could used to have a dedicated Twitter that's like, button that's in like notification eight years ago, center. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so. It's been going on for a while. Anyways, it hap- happens in different spots in the past. This one, of course, is at Apple's new campus headquarters in their big, huge, do they call it, is it the Steve Jobs Theater? It's the Steve Jobs Theater. It might be an amphitheater. Yeah, it is. It looks gorgeous. You know, they have built-in camera systems and everything so that it always looks beautiful, their presentations, a huge screen. 4K yeah. projector. It looks oh. freaking phenomenal. They nailed it as usual. But anyways, we're not here to talk about the theater. We're here to talk about WWDC and all the stuff they announced. That's right. We're here to talk about what they talked about. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get and into it. You can join us later on our second podcast, what we talked about on Pinch to Zoom, where we review what we talk about. No. Yes. <laughs> well, no. So much talking. Oh, but but seriously, a lot happened. This was a yeah. two, let's not waste two, any three, more time. Three hour, in. two and a half hour event. This yep. was a long event. A lot happened. This is what you need to know. First up, TVOS. Yes. Gabe, what did we see here? All right. The first thing we saw is multi-user support. So this is fantastic. What does that mean? Well, it's. I mean, this is a big thing because most people don't have a separate TV for everyone in their house. You know. Wait. What? Okay. Other than Stetson, no. <laughs> you know, yeah. So the, I, the yeah. TVs are at the center of a household. You know, multiple people use it. It's kind of annoying. I've noticed if, you know, my parents are signed into their account and then I have to go, oh, let me quickly sign into my account, you know. But having Switching multiple... accounts. Yeah, right? It, no one likes that. So having multiple users get to easily go in between stuff. Um, yeah, that was that, that was a big thing, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's... Honestly, tvOS was a simple, functional update. We saw... Full screen trailers, multi-user support, uh, multi-user support for Apple Music. If you have a family plan for that, yeah. Uh, and I think I think the biggest thing for Apple TV, besides the minor design improvements and the user support, game controller support. Oh my God, this was a big surprise. I think I I don't think anyone saw this coming. And not, Apple, and not wait, this is you mean they're they're selling the the iGame controller for 
uh, $300. Uh, Gabe, you know, you would think Apple would do that. Another cash grab, something exclusive, shiny, Apple product for Apple people. Yep. But no. I already bought it. What? I no, already, Gabe. I already wanted to pre-order it, Sets. Uh, you can pre-order it. I don't no. know what you bought. You oh, have to return no. that fake eBay ripoff component. I, uh, I just lost a ton of money. Apple announced support for the Xbox One X controller and the PlayStation DualShock 4 controller for Apple TV. This was huge. Wow. Uh, basically a standing ovation within five minutes of the keynote. Yeah, they should have just dropped the mic and walked out right then, honestly. But they didn't because they had so much to continue talking well, about. They, they dropped the mic, then picked it back up and said, let's keep going, boys. Let's Strap keep this in. train rolling. Um, the last thing I have for TVOS is they have new screensavers uh, in partnership with BBC Natural History. They shot gorgeous footage in 4K under the sea. For yeah, this is, you. I mean, if for anyone who's into like videography, uh, cinematography, the Apple screensavers are really a, like a work of art, I think. Just, I mean, just the, the, like, all right, like, yeah, they look beautiful and everything. But for me, the actual art isn't like the look, but the art behind getting those shots and, you know, what they have to go through to figure out all right, what cameras we need, how many cameras do we need, how are we going to be, you know, what frame rate, all this stuff to get the technical ability to actually make these shots come to life that they imagine. It's it's almost alarmingly good, in my opinion, just how amazing these, um, these, these screen, what are they called? Screen savers are. Yeah. Like, it's almost as if Apple wants you to have your TV on all the time. But, you, you know, as Gabe said, these are, these are really, they're phenomenal. They're gorgeous. Yeah, I, I think I've spent more time watching them than actually using my Apple TV. You just sometimes. sit in the couch, you get in a trance, suddenly you're under the sea, you're in space. And then your like, Apple TV turns off and you're like, no, I need it back on just so I can see the screensaver. So yeah. that is Apple TV, TVOS. Yeah. Gabe, what time uh, is it? What time is it? It's oh, time for a transition. Okay. Um, on my Fitbit, uh, it didn't come on. Gosh, why? So annoying. Ugh, I hate this thing. Um, well, Gabe, you know, I'm what? just going to stop you right there oh, yeah? because it's time for WatchOS, the software on oh, Apple snap. Watches, and yeah. a cheesy transition. So we I, had I think Kevin that, that was Lynch good. coming I'll up. It, I'll give it a three of ten. Am I getting closer to the shopping cart? Uh, let's not mention it. Working, l- working towards it. Don't Kevin say the Lynch, <laughs> Kevin Lynch on the stage talking about what's new. Gabe, what is new? Well, you know, my friend Kevin over there who I totally knew before you were able to take down the notes and have his name. Uh, the first thing that they announced is some nice, beautiful watch faces. Now, I think you're going to have to talk more about this because I personally, like as you caught on to a little earlier, I actually don't have an Apple Watch. I have a Fitbit. But seeing this whole keynote made me really want to get an Apple Watch. I hate you, Apple. Um, you should get one. And it's so hard for me. Episode plug of the day, you can get one on Swap Up. Typically for like under 200 bucks. No. All right. Check it out. That was way too much of our time. Uh, Yeah. So beautiful watch faces. They also are bringing a dedicated app store to the Apple Watch. Like, yeah. I mean, well, I was going to ask you because you have the Apple Watch. So stop giving me these questions. That's good. We'll flip this around. Gabe, you ask me questions and I'll answer them. All right, Stetson. How do you feel about watch os because currently what's the process of getting an app on your apple watch if i want an app on my apple watch i'm going in to the app store i'm downloading an actual app on my iphone okay and that will install a companion app 
on my Apple Watch. Yeah, so that was so that seems a little complicated, not too hard. But the thing they also mentioned that's why they're uh, having a dedicated app store is because people can now develop specific apps for the Apple Watch and not have to also develop that iOS app. I think that's a great idea. I think browsing apps on a screen that fits on my wrist is an abysmal idea. I would much rather browse Apple Watch apps on my iPhone and then install them and just have them download or queue up to download on my Apple Watch. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from there because, yeah, it seems like uh, someone's like version of hell that like, all right, uh, you get to use your only personal device is the size of an Apple Watch and you have to do everything on it. So, yeah, definitely I get that. Uh, we'll have to see how they implement it. Uh, maybe there's an easy handoff to your phone uh, so you can read more about it and stuff. The other thing they did announce is some new dedicated apps uh, coming to the Apple Watch. You're getting uh, audiobooks, voice memo, and calculator. Calculator. Again, how did they not have calculator already? I, I mean, my thing is, are they really expecting me to tap on small numbers on my wrist? Like... Is that well, a thing? Well, but there's already a watch out there, the physical watch that's a calculator. I mean, I know it's usually mostly used when people make fun of the person wearing it, but still, it's already I exists. guess it's nice to have, which brings the question, why is there no calculator app for iPad? Uh, does Apple really expect me to type on a screen that's the size of like a dinner plate? An absolute monster. Yeah. yeah so, so these were some pretty good updates. Gabe covered pretty much everything. Uh, two things I want to touch on. The new watch faces look really cool. My question for Apple, are they coming to Apple Watch Series 3? Or that are is, they exclusive to Series 4? How, how far, because this is watchOS 6, right? Yeah, I think so. I was very butthurt when I purchased Apple Watch Series 3. And after years of the same design, Apple Watch Series 4 comes out. It's a new design and new exclusive watch faces. I think it's going to be the same this time around. I think these are going to be exclusive to that's Apple why, Watch That's Series why 4. you always got to buy the newest of the new. Don't ever buy anything used or pre-owned. No, or no, I bought my Series no, 3 newest that. of the new when it came out, and then it was just like instantly the next yeah, year. I, I get you. I'm just trying to negate the plug that you put in for Swappa earlier. Uh, for people oh, but now you're are, just giving are, them more audio for time. people who are listening to this, because that's everyone, uh, Stetson is currently wearing a Swappa t-shirt, so I'm so glad. I've never been more glad that we aren't, uh, like, have a video version of this, because otherwise he'd be just giving them a free, huge plug. I, uh, well, yes, yes. I, I like them. Yeah. Um, Anyways, the last thing in well, well, uh, watchOS, which was health-related, because that's a big thing oh, of what oh, you're Apple is pushing. Yeah, okay, sorry. Well, you go I was going to go, uh, what time is it? Oh my God, is it five o'clock exactly? Bing! That's right, taptic chimes. Um, uh, your watch will now play a, a bird sound or, or tap you on the hour. Okay, well, uh, that, that was- that's, Back to that, Gabe. That was a very small thing. The bigger thing is the big health updates they have because this is gonna go across watchOS to also iOS. Um, and the biggest thing is that they released this app called Noise App. Which, what is, does it just make a lot of noise? Is that what it does, Stetson? So what Noise App does, this is actually something I thought was really cool. What Noise App does is if you're in a concert or you're mowing the lawn or you're vacuuming the house, it will periodically check the audio levels of the surrounding environment 
Your watch is on your wrist. It's exposed to the same audio sound levels as your ears, and it will alert you if you're in an area that has loud sound that could be potentially damaging to your hearing. Yeah, I think, honestly, this is a huge thing. Hearing is something that you don't uh, regain. You know, if you damage your, uh, I think it's the cochlea, which is the part of your ear that hears, uh, you don't grow it back. Once it's damaged permanently, it's gone. And I mean, we already, as humans, we all face hearing loss over time. So this is something that's pretty awesome. They figure your watch, if you're wearing it, is going to be on you almost 100% of the time, uh, except for when it's charging, which is usually when you're at home. So if you're out in public and, you know, you're standing around at a job site, you know, and you see, oh, gosh, that jackhammer over there, you know, super loud. Maybe I should have ear protection on or be standing further away if I'm going to be here for a while. So, yeah, huge. I, I think Apple's given a lot of really good attention to health. This is another great example. And on the subject of health, they introduced a lot of new features that kind of paralleled um, iOS and watchOS. So we had... Uh, more activity tracking um, where you can see your activity trends. If you have an Apple Watch and you're working out, you can see your trends. Uh, as we talked about the hearing health with the noise app, and they also introduced cycle tracking for women. So they can now track their cycles, see when they could be approaching another cycle uh, or at what times they may have a higher chance of being fertile. Yeah, this is really big and I'm pretty sure Fitbit introduced cycle tracking i think i want to say they did i can't be 100 percent sure uh but as far as and the trends also is something that's very much uh fitbit and other apps have done but the noise app was something that's new so it was a little bit of apple you know catching up to speed with the other uh fitness trackers and health trackers out there but also kind of innovating in this space and and it is the number one watch in the world right now i i love mine despite it being old and outdated at this point but, you know, I really think this this is the one Apple product that I don't think about purchasing. Like when I switched to Android and I had my little pixel phase and then I came back my sophomore year, didn't even think about whether or not I was getting an Apple Watch instant buy for me. So I, yeah. lo I love mine. And Gabe, I'm looking forward to seeing yours on your wrist so we can compete in activity challenges and um, I can, you know, try and earn some points or, or well, something one more thing sorry this is kind of uh it got a den a little addendum on the watch os announcement it's on at the end of watch os and ios and i think even mac os apple had this big on the on screen they had like you know like 20 different updates or like new features they added as they said well that was it for that you know and they briefly mentioned it but i think it deserves a little bit bigger note uh the thing that i'm going to say is they added the ability to have shazam on your wrist so now if you're you know you need it with siri you can say hey siri what's the song uh and siri can tell you that song and this was because apple actually acquired shazam back in 2018 for 400 million dollars so this this acquisition that we saw now actually is coming to apple putting it into use yeah I, it's a great feature it's exciting to be here and i think we should transition into well, I think iOS. This, I think this is a good time uh, to do that, but also it's a good time for me to say how much I kind of hate WWDC because all this stuff is coming out in the fall. So you get to see all these, oh, this great features. Oh, look at the new CarPlay. Oh, look at the new this. Oh, look at the new, no. 
sit down, buddy, and wait at least three months because these are not coming to you unless you want to sign up for the open beta or the public beta. Coming uh, beta next versions. month in yeah, July. Coming next month. But still, that's not for everyone. And you do run risks whenever you are running a beta version of something. Oh, it's going to be buggy. There are going to be problems. And you should not run it on your main device. That probably won't stop me from giving it a try. Yeah. So, so what what are we going to be seeing on our main device, on our daily driver, on our iPhone? What's happening? For that, Apple brought my favorite, Craig Federighi, to the stage to first boast an 85% install base for iOS 12. Thank you, Craig, for that. That might have actually been Tim. Yeah, that was uh, Tim. Yeah. Because he liked to kind of rub that in the quote-unquote competition. Said, yeah, the competition, which then it showed the 10% Android. And so it wasn't very... Uh, it's you know it's a you know it's a big subtle. it's a big difference but why um, is this a, why is this a big my dad asked me this because as we were watching it why is this a big deal why do they care about this I think it's a big deal because it means developers have to really can only support or they can focus on supporting and optimizing their apps for one version of the software and this means mo more people have all the latest security updates and security patches so their devices are are safer and more secure and. I also think like for Android, it indicates the fragmentation they have. Like Samsung devices aren't getting the updates as quickly as Apple devices. The support of older phones and devices isn't as good on Android as it is on Apple. Like I have an iPhone SE and it's probably gonna get iOS 13, even though it came out like three or four years ago. And like, that's awesome. Yeah, that does... Uh... That basically is what I thought too. But I think for a lot of the public, it's kind of a confusing thing because it's like, why do they care if people are actually updating to their newest operating system? But yeah, you want it to be easier for developers to roll out. You also want people to be able to get the newest experience and be uh, more you know, resistant to security flaws so you can easily patch them uh, and not have to worry about it. Right. And so why are people like, why are you, the listener, going to want to install iOS 13 on your iPhone? I mean, we got a lot of features. Reason number one, and probably the only reason that matters, dark mode. Dark Boom. mode. All right, moving on to Mac. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's actually a lot going on here. So uh, first of all, I want to give a huge shout out to the crack marketing team who came up with the name for this version of iOS. You know, as Craig proudly said on stage, they demonstrated their ability to proficiently count into their teens. This is iOS 13, along with dark mode. It has 30% faster face ID unlock. This is huge because all of Apple's phones that they're selling right now do use face ID to unlock. 50% smaller app downloads. And you can now download an unrestricted app size over cellular. I know a lot of you listeners have unlimited data. This is huge. You don't have to be on Wi-Fi to update your apps. Two times faster app launch speed because of these smaller sizes. Um, and... This is big. Gabe, you know how you, you're texting your friends and then you just you take a bite of what that friends? delicious... No, just kidding. <laughs> okay. Um, so <laughs> when you're... Your mom? I mean, who do you message? No, my mom me. doesn't. When my you're mom me you're messaging me. me, right? Okay. Your arch nemesis. Yeah, yeah. When you're, when you're messaging me and you, you, know, you take it... Do you have fries? Is that... What's, what's the plural of nemesis, by the way? Nemesis? I think it's, I think it's nemesis. Nemesis? No, Nemesis sounds wrong. It's yeah, too many. It 
Um, yeah. no any, the point right. is, if if one hand is full or or like gross and you know greasy from your from your delicious fries, you can now swipe type on the keyboard. Yeah, goodbye Gboard is what I can say. <laughs> goodbye Gboard. Fun fact goodbye, of the day: swipe. the the original swipe keyboard. I was looking for it the other day. I don't think it's on the App Store. You know, a lot of times you see that, which is really interesting. You see these apps that come along that pioneer something. Uh, you know, like I mean, bump. Bump, no longer anything really exists for that. That was the one where you could bump phones with another person, share contacts. But you see stuff that come along that are huge, and then all of a sudden they're just gone because the features either get uh, you know, gobbled up by the main operating systems or they just become obsolete. I, th- I think, honestly, this killed all third-party keyboards for me. Like I think Apple's keyboard's just going to be it from now on. Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, unless you want something different looks-wise... There's really no reason why you would change it. I mean, I don't know. Maybe not. It might not be as good as they're saying it is. Uh, But for me, I think the big thing with iOS 13 was probably the video editing. Yeah, Gabe, tell us about that. How do you feel about it? Is this something you're going to be using? Oh, this is is so huge. You cannot... I mean, I do a lot of social media work, uh, posting stuff. And yes, I, I love editing on my computer. Uh, and most of the time I found if I had to deal with video and wanted to post something and wanted to make any changes whatsoever to it other than like trimming it that I would most likely have to just spare myself the misery of trying to find some app that did anything halfway decent and just airdrop it to my computer and then edit it in Final Cut like yeah so, it was, so like what are the new features that Apple's bringing with iOS it was 13 torture. so with iOS 13 um, with video editing you're going to get you know, sharpness, contrast, brightness, all that stuff like there. You're going to also get some noise reduction. Um, and then you're going to hopefully get the biggest thing is the ability to turn something from vertical to horizontal, horizontal to vertical. Cause, oh, my God. Thank God. Yeah, right. I don't thank even know. I, like if I was a, if I had one penny for every time that this happened to someone, most likely I would be easily a millionaire, probably a billionaire because. Oh my gosh, this is constant. You know, you, you go to record and you didn't realize your phone hadn't quite flipped into horizontal mode. And next thing you know, you got a vertical video that's filmed sideways. This this gets me every time. Even for photos, I, like, I'm i ready to record something face down and the camera oh, yeah. like is just in the wrong orientation. And I, like, I just can't, you can't, you couldn't do anything. But now you can. And it sounds like they basically, Apple basically brought all their photo editing features to video. Yeah, there's um, some stuff I'm thinking that they probably won't have like stabilization more and like some of the more advanced stuff. But if I was a video editing app for iOS, I would be uh, very sad and very scared because most likely your days are numbered. That, so that's it. Third party keyboards are gone. No longer need those. Third party video apps are gone. No longer need those. What else is gone? Um, uh, I'm, I'm going to say, ooh, Snapchat's gone. Snapchat. Snapchat was well, already was pretty much gone, but even more now, Apple is updating their memojis uh, so that now you can automatically, like, if you've anyone who's used Snapchat, you know, they have the Bitmoji in Snapchat. So you create this uh, cr- character that looks like you, or an idealized version of you, or a other way version of you that looks worse. Either way, it's a representation to of make you. Make the real you look better. Exactly. That's what I do. Uh, no. <laughs> so you have this character of you and that acts as your picture so you don't actually have to have a picture of you for your profile picture 
But then more importantly, instead of just using boring old emojis that are just the same over and over, uh, Snapchat's always creating new and exciting memoji po- or bitmoji poses. Because sorry, there's so many different, uh, you know, uh, specific ones to each brand or each company. But yeah, bitmoji poses, you know, so you can have one that says like it's you holding a sign saying ha ha and laughing or like LMAO laughing my ass off, but you're actually on the ground and your ass fell off. So you know, it's different fun things that kind of spices that's, that's up. That's a really communic- disturbing image. Wow. Yeah, I don't think they've ever done that one, and I think there's a reason why they haven't done that. So either way, Apple has now taken this, and much like uh, Facebook went with Instagram and copied Snapchat directly for Instagram Stories, Apple has now gone in and ca- copied Bitmoji to come up with Memoji and the more advanced stuff. You also get significantly more customizable options and features, makeup, piercings, glasses, hats, everything you could possibly imagine to customize and really make your Memoji truly yours. Gabe, yep. do you have a Memoji? I do not currently. I also, I, have, yeah, I do not do have you, a Memoji. Yeah, it, I think you get these, I saw a lot, and I think this is a consistent uh, thing you see with a lot of Apple's things that they released, is you get, there's, there's the products that they're just refining, all right? So those are the ones they've had around for a while. Then there's the features and products that they've, you know, had around for like a year or two and no one's really used, which is kind of like Memojis. And they finally have really th- developed some use for, uh, which I think they've kind of done here. And then you have the products that are brand new that they're releasing that are going to be kind of like Memojis were, where, you know, they're not really useful for a first year or two until they figure out really how to implement them well. I think Memoji could be being used by a different generation. I could see like I personally don't feel like I have the time or it's not worth it to me. I don't, there's not a lot of value added by having a sticker of me on like texting is so much faster for me or, or calling someone, but I could easily see like high school kids or, you know, younger kids using these, um, you know, they have more time. They're not working. Well, I think they're going to use Snapchat more is the thing though, because there's been more That's options true. with Bitmoji so, up to this point. We'll, we'll see what happens. Someone out there is clearly using it because they put a lot of time into developing it. Something else Apple has put a lot of time into developing and rebuilding. Ooh. Wow, you are that was a good transition right there, I gotta say. Apple Maps. Yep. Apple Maps. Uh when was this that Apple went and said goodbye Google Maps on the iPhone? Do you remember? Was that like twenty thirteen? I wanna say I think it was iOS four or five. That did this. Ooh. Ooh. When did the app icon change? Yeah, um, it was when they it was when they had the big falling out and Apple removed YouTube and Google Maps yeah. from uh the iPhone stock like I pre- think I remember apps. them demoing this on an iPhone 4 or 4S device. Does that yeah, sound right? Yeah, that's what that's what I thought. Yeah, so it was like 4 or 5. And what? and I remember when they first rolled out Apple Maps. Oh my gosh, it was sad. It, you know, it you was were, a dumpster fire. Even in New York City, you were having streets that were like not even there like existing or that didn't exist that were there and i mean even in the past like i want to say two or three years i've used it a couple times and i've had it try to take me down streets that didn't exist or were dead ends and stuff like that so i remember a classic image i guess a meme if you will of these helicopters airlifting a blurry green tiled texture over a huge city and just hiding it up because a lot of times in, in countries, 
their cities just wouldn't load. It was blurry. It was green. It was a chunk. And there are a lot of people living there. So Apple Maps needed some love and Apple has delivered. They have completely... Well, they, they, they say they've delivered. Apple is promising to deliver <laughs> and your delivery yeah. man will not or woman will not get lost. Apple Maps has been rebuilt. They drove how many miles? Like over I, millions. I don't know. A lot of miles. They uh, flew helicopters to get aerial shots. You know, um, they also now have the st- competition to Street View. So that that's looked, a big that thing. really cool. That looked good. I'm also going to take that with a grain of salt because they could go to the one city that they really went through and spent, you know, uh, like half a year on. So, I, I mean, here, yeah. here's the thing with Apple. I think they are slow to introduce new features. I, like Google Maps was infinitely better than Apple Maps for years. I think what Apple is doing is they're really adding a lot of polish to the features. So if, I'll, I'll preface this with a huge if, if you're in a city or location where this works, I think it's going to work really well and provide a really good experience. Yeah, but I really don't think that it's going to be close to replacing Google Maps anytime soon. I mean, Google just added that AR directions that we talked about. Yeah, yeah, they're they're just on another level. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So it's Um, it's good that Apple's at least um, kind of making some attempts here because I know uh, up until recently you weren't even allowed to use Waze or Google Maps if you had CarPlay, and uh, you know it's still. Apple Maps works better on CarPlay, so it's nice that they're at least upping their game in the Maps category for people, you know, who are using CarPlay or just using the stock uh, app that comes on your device. Absolutely, I have appreciated those changes. Absolutely, boom, right? puns and good transitions. Was there anything else in iOS that um, I'm, they I'm just going to quickly bounce through a few things that I have? There's a new improvements to Safari. You can change the text size on a per page basis. Mail is getting desktop class formatting controls for different fonts, bold, italics, colors, you name it. And Apple Notes getting shared folders, almost like a small Google Drive competitor in a sense. And the big one, reminders, completely redesigned. Apple is introducing natural language input. You can say, um, you know, lunch with Gabe tomorrow at 3 Hit enter uh, as a reminder. Boom, I'm actually it's busy created. tomorrow. Sorry. Yeah, you know, and 3 p.m. is like not a good lunchtime. I don't, we should. That's when I'm usually waking up for breakfast. Uh, great. 3 p.m. <laughs> breakfast. So I think I'm really excited to see what Reminders has in store. Gabe, you tweeted out a photo, which I meant to have on hand with some more features. Um, but well, I you think- know, the, the, the big one that uh, got a surprise amount of applause, and I think. Everyone, if you're listening to the podcast, when I say it, you're going to just start clapping in your car. Is they're bringing in uh, smart call blocking to the native Apple uh, phone dialer. Just leave some time for that applause there. All right. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah. That was well, great. Well, th- thank you. We're taking the applause for Apple. But yeah, this is something. I mean, they said, I think that it was like 50 plus billion uh, spam calls in 2018. And I know I it, almost every day I get a spam call on my cell phone, if not two or three. So this is huge, because up till now, if you've wanted a call blocking robot or app, you've had to pay money for it. Apple is now saying, uh, those apps are out of business too, because we're gonna add that feature to iOS 13. 
just reading through a couple of these. FaceTime on dual sim, love to see that. You get separate why, emoji. Why is that a big why is that a big deal? This means if you have a work number and a personal number on one phone where you're using the dual SIM technology, it sounds like you can now FaceTime with both numbers as opposed to potentially having to choose between them. We'll have to see what that ends up being. We're getting enhanced QR code scanning. We are getting uh, series suggestions in Safari, uh, managed Apple IDs for All right, business. We, we get it. We're yeah, getting a we're, lot of new stuff. I it's mean, It's going to be juicy. Yeah, this is a big update. This isn't one of those updates where they simply just polish stuff up and add a ton of, you know, speed speeding up features. And, you know, though they are adding that, but this is one where they're definitely uh, adding a lot of new features as well as the overall polish. It's it's really going to be awesome. And there are going to be so many more design changes and tweaks that we're going to see in the coming weeks as people get their hands on the betas. I'm loving okay, for that. But next next thing. Yeah, this was kind of a good segue from Apple because before they went to Mac OS and the Mac Pro, they went to iPad, which is kind of bridging the gap now from iOS to Mac OS. Uh, so what was the big thing takeaway from this announcement for the iPad or announcements? I think my big takeaway is iPad is being treated as a proper pro device. Yeah, they are. it's no longer the iPad is just for you to use and watch Netflix on or YouTube on while you eat your cereal. This is a device that you can actually get stuff done on. You can actually do it. They have a completely redesigned and rethought multitasking gestures. You now have column view in the files application. You have a proper downloads manager in Safari. You can plug in an external hard drive, something that the iPad Pro was hammered for in the reviews. And so you can just plug that in, import directly into Lightroom, browse them. You can pin widgets to your home screen. Yeah, you I, saw, I saw I saw that and I was like, okay, this is Apple is serious now. Like, like they are come to play. Um, and it, it was awesome. Uh, you can now have split screen notes. This is something I've been frustrated with. Basically, if you can make new tabs on a Mac and put things side by side, you can now do that on iPad. Basically, yeah, you were restricted to that. It had to be two different apps split screen, not the same app exactly. If you have right. OneNote, yeah, you had to have two separate apps. So you could do notes side by side with Google Docs. Now you can have OneNote open on the left and open up a separate note on the right. Maybe you have to copy information or, or do something like that. That's going to be awesome to see. And the big thing for me. Okay, drum roll. Drum roll, please. <laughs> Safari. Basically. You're going on a Safari? The way the Safari update for <laughs> iPad. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. going on Safari. We're getting oh, the binoculars man. out. This is a big this and is what I'm weird looking place for, to make that announcement, but okay. What I'm looking for is a desktop experience on a tablet, and I found You're going it. looking out for it. And what is that on the horizon? Oh, coming out fall it 2019. Is. Today yes. there are two versions of websites. They make a mobile Apple uh, mobile optimized. That was a struggle, right? We'll get there. that out eventually. It was a mobile optimized version and a desktop optimized version. And the poor iPad had a big display, but got the chunky, boxy mobile version. Now yep. it's getting a proper desktop browser. This means I can finally use YouTube Studio on my iPad. Yes. Yeah, because you constantly would get relegated to mobile sites. 
uh, too when you would visit them on your iPad or to some like weird crossover site that wasn't quite mobile, wasn't quite desktop. And it was, and th- it was no easy way. A lot of times they have that request desktop site, but that would do nothing. Like I know which I, I know your pains. Uh, Awful. And yeah. even, even something like Google docs, right? Sure. You have the Google docs, iPad app works great, but you know, it's kind of harder to format some things. You're missing some of the features. You can't really see the layout unless you try and print it. No, no, no. You get the full desktop experience of Google Docs on iPad in the browser. This is a huge win. This is a huge win. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, I think this was overall, this was of all their stuff that they announced. I think the iPad announcements was something that people definitely saw coming. Like we've known for a while they're going to try to make the iPads more like actual computers. And they've done so in the past two to three years. Uh, They've slowly been working towards it. But this was definitely a huge step into being like, we are committed to actually making these like computers. I mean, you can even hook up uh, cameras right to your iPad and import photos into Lightroom. Like, talk about yeah. mobile workflow games. I'm, I'm actually just going to chuck out my Mac right now. I don't Instead even of need, having like, to send to iPhone or like use a send to phone function on Sony cameras, which is cool that they include, you can now, boom, import directly into Lightroom, USB C to USB C cable, edit directly on your iPad. And it's a mobile device, so you can post it straight to Instagram. Um, knock, knock. Who's that at the door? It's the future. It has arrived. All right, that was probably a little dramatic for this small features, but it does feel like, you know, every sci-fi movie you see has people using tablets really easily and, you know, throwing data off um, one big screen onto their tablet and carrying it over here. Like, tablets are so nice because they're big, but we really need a way for them to interact with the world more and just be, yeah, be more intuitive and also uh, be more powerful and able to do everything. This is going to be a whole new learning experience. I think there's so much packed into this iPad update. You know, they really skimmed on the surface of what's going to be included and in the, in the changes for how it can change your workflow and your processes and the multitasking. Um, another huge feature, better cut, copy, and paste. They now have three finger swipe gestures for this. You can now tap and drag your cursor to just place it exactly where you want. You can tap and hold and drag to select text. Like, I feel like when Apple was making iOS 13 for iPad, they actually had people using the iPad and being like, oh, wow, like this kind of sucks. We should fix it. And then they went and fixed it. As an iPad Pro user myself, I feel like Apple was actually listening to me. And that was amazing. Yeah. So yeah, that that was the iPad kind of in between iOS and macOS update. Now you have, do we want to go into, let's save the other one for the end. Let's stick with the software for now. I got you. I got <laughs> you, right. Gabe. So uh, the next so, thing was macOS, or do we want to go to Siri and that stuff? Um, my There's notes a, so much out. to go to. I let's think, go to macOS. Let's go to yeah. macOS next. So the first one was goodbye iTunes. Should we, should we ha- try and have a transition into it? No. So when you need your pro work stuff, no, work, no, okay, yep. leave Mac no. OS. What's it called? Goodbye iTunes. Uh, the big thing was that a lot of people were thinking it would be called Mammoth. I personally thought Sequoia. Uh, I think there was also Monterey. People were thinking, but the one that they went with was Catalina. So yeah, that was there. Wow. You go. Okay, that's it's definitely different than all the other ones that they've had in the past uh, that are pretty well known. I mean, everyone knows Catalina, I guess. Uh, kind of 
for what wineries or game i've i've never even heard of this place no okay? one knows no, we, yeah we, I, none talking of us, to the wrong person n- yeah i want to know I'm, i want to listen to music on my mac i used to not do this what's new like i'm gonna open up this application i haven't opened it in a while what's happening what's going on under the hood here well you're not gonna anymore apple actually treated this kind of nicely with a bit of humor they said you know everyone loves itunes so much uh Wait, they wanted to do every, everything in itunes you know they wanted to add why not can i browse the web from itunes and and okay, why not I can, can, see that. can i do like yeah they kind of were joking about it but basically apple has gotten rid of itunes effectively they've now split it into three apps they've added a music app for apple music they have a podcast app and they have their apple tv app on mac os uh this is i think a, a good move on their part and the one thing that shows that they've really thought of everything is you know if you've ever plugged uh, an iphone or an ipod or an ipad into your computer usually it will pop open itunes and then pop up that syncing window and be like all right what do you want to sync you, you, know? you literally cannot use your computer unless you decide whether or not you want to trust the iphone and sync yeah. with itunes yeah it's it's i i hate it every time i mean i don't u- routinely plug in a uh i device to a mac but Whenever I do, I remind myself why I don't. Oh, so this now is what did they do, do this. Stetson? Yeah. Um, I, so great updates. Great updates. Well, well, I was actually asking you what they did. But oh, I anyways, totally what missed they did that. is they put it into and, Finder. Uh, um, what did they do? They put it into Finder. So now, like, like you would plug a USB drive into your computer and it pops up in Finder with all the info. Same thing with any iPhone or iPad. You plug it in. And now you go right into Finder and you can control what you're syncing to your iDevice. Again, a well thought out update. I can't believe we went so many years with that iTunes pop up. Again, I, I really feel like Apple actually sat down and used their devices and, and we're like, oh yeah, that's annoying. Let's fix it. And and they yep. fixed it. They, they definitely did fix it. Uh, the podcast app I know is going to add an ability to search for content. Yes. Um, Yep, just like Google announced uh, that you can search, you know, hey, when was the time that uh, Gabe won the shopping cart? Uh, in, oh, that's every episode. Never mind. Yeah, um, you get a lot no. of search results for that. Yeah. So th- that's really cool. Um, and then the TV and music apps, it just makes sense. You know, they've had the Apple Music app on TV, watch OS, and uh, on your iPhone for a while. So why not bring it to the Mac? New and, interfaces are looking sleek yeah. and, and well-designed as well. So I think, you know, Apple made some really great polished apps. They're going to be more functional and useful for your Mac. And then they released this feature called Sidecar, which actually allows you to attach your Mac to a motorcycle and use it like a sidecar. Wait, so Gabe, ride- I, I think you're just, you might have zoned out oh, a little bit. wait. Yeah. Oh, that oh, might have God. been when Is I that what you went thought? to sleep. Yeah. Going 60 on a highway trying to You connect. just you just oh sit on your God. Mac, right? Isn't that I so, mean I thought it seemed a little like off like a little off Apple's brand, but you know, there's a lot of money to be made in the motorcycle market. You know, I'll I'll give you that the product shots they had look great. No, sidecar <laughs> what what sidecar is is for those of you fellow iPad users, not only is it more powerful, but if you're like, "All right, I can't use my iPad anymore. I got to take my workstation on the go, getting my laptop and my iPad, you can now use your iPad as a second display for your computer. This is huge. This is huge. It, it's well, Don't say it's, well, it's about as huge as an iPad Pro. This is an 11 inch or 13 yeah. inch new feature. Very wow. exciting. 
What you're getting, great color rendition, great contrast, 120 hertz display on the newer But the Pro biggest models. thing, what are you also getting? Not just the display. Apple Pencil. Gabe was yeah. taking notes during this because now you can input to your computer your creative applications. I actually wasn't. Sorry. I'm, I'm going to. I was trying to, you know, Apple Pencil no. notes, handwriting I, notes. I, I wasn't taking notes. I'm looking at the Verge's article, actually. I was really trying uh, to, you know, have a good honesty is a big fact. Honesty is a big factor of the shopping cart, though. So I think, actually, this kind of makes it so I'm in the lead right now for it. Because that was a big honesty for my part, coming through and admitting that. Uh, who makes these <laughs> rules and requirements? For words. I'm flabbergasted. I'll, I'll send you the bylaws and everything for the shopping cart in recollect, the future. compose. Anyway, uh, you can use Apple Pencil to draw as you could on, what are those, Wacom tablets? Yeah, I think Apple just put them out of business too. Yeah, so Apple's, I mean, Apple's canceled a lot of companies today. They they do things very well at Apple, which is sometimes sad for companies. It's actually WWDC stands for who will day cancel. 19. Boom. <laughs> And yeah, we'll figure out a better acronym. Yeah, the future, we'll come but, up with that by the end of the episode. Yeah. Uh, it's really great feature. I love, I have an iPad Pro. Did you see this coming? If I had asked you, hey, Setson, do you think they're going to allow you to use it as a you know, display and input? They, I, I think it could have been um, possibly foreseen. There were a few devices floating around advertisements on Instagram that would allow you to plug in your computer to an iPad and, and do exactly this. I think it was a smart move for them. They built their iPad with USB-C, their computers with USB-C. This is really going to be a great feature for the creative professionals. It's a little bit of a surprise, I'll be honest, um, but you know, Apple did a great job with it. Yeah, and another big feature that they brought is this project uh, called Catalyst, Project Catalyst, which basically, uh, in the sense that they're you know trying to make the iPad and Mac kind of more of the same thing, it's going to let you bring iPad apps easily over to Mac OS, which, yeah, that's, I mean, I, I don't think we have, I don't have much coding experience. I've, you know, done a little bit in Swift and stuff, but it's a lot of work to release a really full featured uh, app for the iPhone or the iPad and actually support it. And having to code one app for the Mac and then another app for the iPad and iPhone yeah, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of extra people you have to have on. You have to have a whole possible team doing one and then another team on the other. Now you can say, hey, let's just take those iPhone and iPad apps and boom, this will help us easily port them over into a Mac system. And yeah, they had developers saying they easily got them working in a day. So what, seems pretty good. What this means is you're going to be seeing your favorite iPad apps on Mac running faster and smoother and with the features you're looking for. An example, Twitter. Twitter used to have a dedicated Mac app, went away. They're bringing it back thanks to Catalyst, and it's gonna be running super smooth, super fast, and provide another great experience. Yeah. The other big feature, uh, which I really think everyone should go watch this trailer, or I guess, yeah, because you won't see it out until they actually release, release these in the fall, but is they're bringing voice control to the Mac OS and iOS. And I mean, personally, I'm not someone probably who will use it that much, but for someone who has a disability, uh, you know, is impaired in some way, or just someone who just wants to sit back and, you know, not have to type an input or something like that, this is a really big thing 
Um, everything's also processed locally, so you're not constantly sending stuff to the cloud. The way, in comparison, Google provides a lot of their services is they're taking data from the device, uploading it to their cloud servers, analyzing it, and then providing the appropriate feedback or response that the user is looking for. This often creates a lot of very helpful features. What Apple is super proud of with this feature and a lot of what they announced at WWDC is they're doing a lot of analyzing locally on the device or they're uploading it to iCloud with a secure connection and not even Apple has access to the data. Yeah, it's, it's really big. And actually in similar voice news, they now have a whole new voice for Siri. Yeah, that's actually the voice. How, thank you for playing that. Yeah, right you're then. welcome, everybody. I, I spent the last hour doing practice uh, pitches for that. Really wanted to get that. It, no, it's amazing. So, Gabe, what, what was Siri before? Like, what, what have I been listening to when I've been talking with my iPhone or my iPad? However briefly and in, in however much frustration it is, what, what have I been talking to? You've been, like most voice assistants up till this point, uh, Apple created it by simply having a vocal performer go into their, you know, studio and basically go through the uh, dictionary, essentially, record them saying basically every word or at least saying letters and sounds so they could piece words together. Now, 100% generated by software and AI, just like uh, Google Duplex did. You would... I would think listening to an actual person pronounce these words would produce a more natural language because it's a it's a person it's saying the words right but because everything is stitched together having a computer actually generate the words sounds significantly more natural yeah i didn't think it was quite as good as google duplex right when they played when they did that um demo which actually was now not last Google I.O., but actually 2018 when they demoed that, I was honestly just blown away. Floored. Socks yeah. were off. I was just, I had to be sitting down for that. Yeah, that was like, oh my God, we are living in the future. But this felt a little bit more like, okay, yeah, We're it living in the better. present. Well, okay. Yeah, it's like snap back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. Oh, there's Siri. This, this was a great improvement to see for Siri, and it's great Apple continues to work on it and improve it. The question, the real question is, will Siri actually be useful? Um, because half the time I say, you know, and, and try, or I'm not going to say it because I don't want to activate all my devices, but half the time I try to interact with Siri and ask a question or get it to do something. I end up having to go to Google or asking one of my Alexa assistants. Because, I, I want to do a yeah. comparison video and, you know, Gabe's right. The functionality of Siri is a little lackluster right now. Not going to lie, but at least Siri will sound better. That's At least, yep, that's at least you'll feel more like you're getting mad at a real human because it sounds like a human, I guess. I think the coolest feature for me was Find My. Yeah. Uh, have you ever lost an iPhone, Gabe? I have. I've lost an iPod. I've never lost an iPhone. Knock on wood. This. That was my head. This is a phenomenal. Is it empty in there? Yeah. Yeah. That's just solid wood. Oh. Nothing in there. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. So I've been communicating with a wooden plank this entire time. Wooden plank. Whoa. Easy there. That's a derogatory statement. 
don't take lightly to that. Sorry, I didn't Indians. mean to cross the line. We're gonna we're gonna reel it back. What yeah. Find My does is for anyone who has ever misplaced their iPhone, you have Find My iPhone. Log into a browser. Phone's connected to the internet. You can pinpoint its location and find it. Computers a little different. They're typically asleep. The lid is closed. They're not connected to Wi-Fi anymore. They're on the move. Lord knows where they are. But Apple has an ingenious solution. It's Find My. Your laptop will send ring, out. Ring, ring. Hello? Oh, it's Tile calling. Um, and uh, what's the other one called? I don't know. But Tile just called to say that Apple completely stole their whole Bluetooth crowdsource tracking uh, system. Yikes. But they did yeah. it really well. Here's what happens. Your computer sends out a tiny signal that's encrypted and doesn't use any battery at all. And other iPhones and other Apple devices... It's, it's a Bluetooth signal. Bluetooth signal can pick up yeah. on this signal and locate, triangulate, and pinpoint your computer's location and then send it back to you. Yeah, I think this is cool. Uh, unfortunately, it really is one of those features that it's going to only work in cities and areas where there's a lot of people. So if you lose your phone camping, unless um, a lot of bears start buying iPhones and stuff like that, you're probably not going to be able to find that. Untapped market. Again. Apple, yeah. they're coming for the wildlife next. The bear phone. Uh, Maybe all the wildlife photographers will be trying to do like shot on iPhone campaigns. And just that alone will be enough. Oh, yeah. The <laughs> triangulate <laughs> keep, the location. Oh, no, there's another one that went down the waterfall. And meanwhile, you have like a salmon downstream that's like, yes, another iPhone. I think yeah. this could have varying uh, ranges of effectiveness in different countries as well, depending on yeah, uh, I, how like, much how many iPhones and iDevices are used. Right, right. That's, so, that's hey, it's it's something that I think it's it's them making a step forward. We haven't really seen many big updates on the Find My front. Uh, one thing I would have actually liked to see is them have something with AirPods because a lot of people use Air, lose AirPods and the ability to somehow find them that hurts. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I know you lost them, but I've had other friends who have lost them too. Totally, N not just you. Um, no, but I was I was literally one time I was walking around and someone walked past me looking for something. I was like, did you lose something? And she's like, yeah, I lost one of my AirPods. And it's like, it's a big deal. So yeah, the Apple, but, I mean, next, you can, next year. They can be tracked. I guess it'd be nice if they could be tracked better. Using using this crowdsource technology. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But on the, on the front of AirPods, uh, you can now actually share your audio with someone else who's wearing AirPods, which I think this is... Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I think we all knew they were going to do this. Uh, I can't can't really praise them for doing this. You know, they're not a savior or a genius. This is just kind of like, yeah, I remember when I was a kid and I would be watching something in the car uh, on my phone and my sister would be like, what are you watching? And I'd be like, oh, here, and pull out my headphone and give it to her. Or, you know, you're on, your, on, I don't know, sitting outside listening to music and a friend wants to listen to you, the music with you. It's like, yeah, makes sense. Uh, to, to clarify... You no longer need to split and take out one of your AirPods and give it to someone. They can take out their own pair of AirPods, exactly. temporarily pair it with your phone, and you can both enjoy the same audio. I think it actually, does it pair with your phone or does it pair with the other AirPods? I have absolutely no idea. That's a I think, great... I think what it does is it pairs with the other AirPods possibly, but I'm not sure. Uh, either way, yeah, this is... You know, more, Apple more said it's going to work smoothly. And, 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 and this, well, this is what I think this is key. This this is how Apple 
gets people into their ecosystem. You know, Google's way is, hey, this is like the smartest AI, you know, all these suite of features and services that you already use, they're integrated super well into our products. Amazon's is kind of similar to Google's about the features and stuff, uh, but also about, um, you know, this is just going to make your life easier. And Google's is, or not Google, sorry, Apple's is that these products are going to work really well together. Uh, you know, you're going to have a seamless experience, experience you can get with no other products. And I think this is kind of just one of them. Is it time? Is it time? I think, yeah, we can probably, there's a couple, let me just quickly jump over the rest of the stuff. A uh, couple new updates for CarPlay. You can, you know, if you're saying, hey, Siri, or, you know, whatever, give me directions. Oh, no, I just activated Siri on my <laughs> Mac. Screw you, Siri. He was um, trying so hard this entire I almost episode made it through, to I made not it do that. And then over boom. 45 minutes in and then boom. But you can now, yeah, you can now ask Siri for directions in Google or uh, songs to play in Spotify or Pandora. And also HomePod has it now where you can recognize between different voices. Let me just say Apple. Finally, you got here. This has been on Google, uh, you know, for I think a year or two and it's been with Amazon Echoes for at least two years. So Google a little late to the smart assistant party here uh, with making their speakers able to recognize multiple voices. But yeah, that was pretty much it for the uh, smart uh, assistant and the uh, HomePod, AirPod, CarPlay Quick, Quickly, area. now, do you, do you oh, see yourself getting a HomePod? No, I do not see myself getting a HomePod. They're overpriced, even at... Uh, 249 are they now I, don't know if I, don't know. I think they dropped a 249 either way they're overpriced they only really have one version of it i like the ability for even with google they have two versions so if you need a small one here a bigger one here you can do that uh also they have the screen versions if you want that yeah i don't and also why would i want siri as an assistant gabe has spoken i will comment the handoff you come home you get your phone close to your home pod, it'll immediately resume playing whatever audio it was, phone call, podcast, music, and then you're leaving, you just get your phone close to the it's like handoff yeah, for music. But then you say but then you say, Siri, uh, you know, what time does the sun set on this date in the future? And next thing you know, you're chucking your home pod out the window because Siri has no freaking idea. Excuse so, my language. Anyways, we're moving on now. This is the big oh. thing we've been waiting out for. Sets this in. is it. This was surprise. Be careful you don't peek. Be careful you don't peek. Um, Here it I'm is. Turned down. I'm leading this, you in. Oh my god. Are you god. ready, everyone? Are you ready for this the biggest thing? This was it. This was it. No that, one saw. I mean, some people. Can you believe it. that this is coming? Stetson, are you are you ready? We've waited the whole episode. I am ready. Okay, I'm people, s- make you, turn your turn your uh, speakers down a little bit, possibly, and or just have your hand close to the volume controls because it might get loud here. But Stetson. What was this announcement that Apple announced? Apple has announced the new Mac. And now we pause for now. Yes! Oh my god. Oh my god, yes! Oh it's no. here! That audio is so peaked and cracked. <laughs> I am just cringing. But yes, they have done it. They've announced the new Mac Pro. The trash can Mac Pro is obsolete, and this new Mac Pro is what is it, Stetson? It is glorious. Glorious, glorious. Um, uh-huh. what oh, Apple has, okay, yes, we just got right. copyright claimed. Wow, I can't Dang, believe they picked it. it up off that. Uh, what, what Apple has introduced with Mac Pro is a next generation desktop powerhouse computer. This thing is a beast. Is that the right? Is that how you would you describe? How would you describe it? I would say 
it's definitely a beast. Um, and also, uh, it, it's, yeah, it, it looks like the old Mac Pros that they had before the trash can, honestly, except for it's a little smaller. It's a solid aluminum housing with two handles, one on each side of the top. Uh, it's made to be very modular uh, and customizable, so you can easily add uh, all the stuff that you are going to need into it, all the, you know, whether it's different connections or, you know, more graphics power, whatever it is. The thing which I just want to say, they also said you can put wheels on it, so you can easily wheel it around. I was a little like, okay, this, you know, that's a, uh, you know, questionable feature. Uh, why would you announce that? It doesn't really make a big deal. But now I realize why. You want to know why? Gabe, tell me why. Because this device is going to cost probably most likely about the pr Oh gosh, one of my cats is sneezing, sneezing in the background. <laughs> Dear that's, Lord. That's how exciting the Mac yeah. Pro is. Did you hear that? My cat that doesn't know how to, how to set up jokes right. Uh, anyways, what I was going to say... <laughs> That actually was the sound Stetson was making when they were announcing this. Oh, Gabe, no! <laughs> no, but what I was going to say is, because this thing is going to cost about the price of a car, they figured might as well put some wheels on it, too. Gabe, that's because... a brilliant transition. I think we need to draw some parallels here. So, if okay. Apple was a car company, the Model 3 is a MacBook. Nice, lightweight computer. Great for the average person. Maybe the MacBook Air, a little bit more affordable. Then you ramp up to the Tesla Model S. This is MacBook Pro. You can really get a lot of power and features in this device. And then there is Mac Pro. This is the Tesla Roadster Model 2. Yeah, this is the top of the line. Like, unless you are doing this for work, or just I guess just have an insane amount of money, but unless you are really doing some serious work on your computer, I'm talking... They were showing off three simultaneous uh, Final Cut 8K streams 8K of editing. 8K raw. Three yeah, of you them. Gotta you got to have 8K video capabilities before you even get this computer. They were showing off a thousand instrumental software tracks plus a thousand audio tracks. That's 2,000 tracks in Logic. And they were, yeah, and, and the computer was like not even breaking not a even sweat. Not even breaking a sweat. This. And Gabe, what was this hooked up to? What was it hooked up it to? It was hooked up in? to a it's, 6K display. Yeah. And the Mac Pro can power six of those. Six. 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 six K six, displays. Six, six K displays. Yeah, Stetson, uh, I think, just opened up a separate bank account called my new Mac Pro and Mac Pro monitors and is depositing all of his paychecks in there because this is definitely on your I want to have list. Oh, yes. oh, absolutely. Most definitely. This is why you graduate college early, folks. So you take that extra money and instead of being smart and saving it and investing it, you can buy shiny new Apple products that are eh, kind of overpriced. I don't know. How what how do you feel about Mac Pro? Um, I think it's uh, a lot is going to have to be seen. It's definitely flashy. I mean, they said what it it can have uh up to 1.8 five terabytes of system memory uh it has up to 28 cores of processing like it's just out of control the graphics department they said you could have up to four graphics cards i'm pretty sure right it's, yeah i think they had which four is, pcie slots yeah 
which which could be I think 56 teraflops or something like that of processing power. Like this is just it's obscene when they were. If you ever have time, go watch this part of the uh, the keynote because literally the guy could be saying just random stuff. It's like this, you know, is when you're in your Tesla Roadster two and you switch it into plaid mode. This is yeah, faster than ludicrous speed. The the guy is basically just saying stuff that you're like, I don't even really know technically, a what that means. I mean, I have a general idea. And B, that I'd ever could possibly use that. But dear God, I want it. My mouth was gaping open. My pupils were dilated. And it was just the best announcement ever. Uh, to Yeah, the, the unfortunate, it was followed by the worst announcement ever, which is that the Mac Pro will start at $6,000 or more appropriately, $599.99 most likely. But... That is at the base level of 32 gigabytes of memory and a 512 megabyte SSD Key. and an eight core eight core Intel processor. So basically, the specs of the uh, Mac, the top of the line MacBook Pro that they just released with the eight core, on uh, 32 gigabyte and 512. Keep SSD. in mind, this can be specced up to a 28 core. I, I think I already said that. Xeon process. I was zoned out. It was so great. Um, <laughs> I know you. Yeah. This, Gabe. Should we place bets? What like, it starts at six thousand dollars. What do you think? Yeah, I think okay. So people who are listening to the podcast, uh, pay attention to this moment because we're most likely going to have uh, part of a future episode, probably in the fall, when they actually release this computer. Like everything else they announced today, not till the fall. But when they do that, we're going to play a game of. How much can this be? And we're going to go on Apple's website and price out the Mac Pro and see just how expensive it will be if you add all the options. So Stetson, are we saying just options um, you know, that go into the computer itself? Or are we saying also you can add peripherals? We're doing, what is this? We're doing no peripheral accessories, no software. Okay. So, so you can't add the new 32-inch uh, Pro Display XDR for $5,000? That's correct. Or, or the stand that it comes with for $999. This is also correct. Okay, good. Just, just making sure. So you were just talking about the new Mac Pro starts at $6,000, sets in. Do you want to place the first uh, guess for how much it's going to be all specced out? $24,000. Damn. That was that was kind of what I was thinking, like $2,449 or like $24,500. Um, I'm going to go... Because I, I figure if you're starting with 8 core, you can go up to 28 core, 32 gigs of memory, and you can go up to 100, I mean, 1.5 terabytes. Is that yeah, right? I think it, yeah, I think it's got to be way more. I'm thinking top of the line. I'm going to go 31,500. So we're quite a big difference here. That's, oh, that is, I'm, I'm I don't know. I might be too. It. I might have to go lower. That's pretty. We should, expensive. we should just hold it there. We'll do this again. This is a no. Powerful... I'm gonna go. I'm. I want to go lower. I want to go only. I want to actually go under you now. I think it's gonna be twenty uh, one thousand five hundred. I'm go- dropping by ten thousand. That was a. That was like the stock market. It just went. Yeah. Boom. Well, I think. I think I was adding. Bo- I was adding in those two pro displays that you're gonna need for five thousand each. That was my ten thousand extra right there. It is fascinating. We 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 just don't have pricing data. 
Uh, yeah, but the thing- either way, most likely this is out of the range of most uh, people's you know, price range. Apple did announce they're also going to have their new Mac Pro in a rack version. So if you're not a rack like the country, sorry, like if you have server racks, you know, and you're really a place that's doing like a lot of, I guess this would be mainly for rendering if you're doing some 3D modeling or stuff like that. And you want to have a setup where you have multiple Mac Pros in one rack. Yeah, you can have that too. Drop a couple thousand, hundred thousand. Did you mention the afterburner? I didn't mention the afterburner. I will mention the afterburner. <laughs> Engaging afterburner. While you're at Plaid, your computer can actually take off with the built-in fans. It flies, right? Is that what they added? It's a drone. <laughs> what, what afterburner is, is a dedicated card that's used for video. I think it's encoding and decoding. Yep. It's it's basically for video editors. And it Stetson's Stetson's mouth was already agape with awe and now it just hit the floor when they announced this. I I was blown away. This this is, this is magical. This is magical. Yeah, this is this is really big for I mean, I feel like we've lost a lot of our listeners unless they're really into video editing cuz at this point with the Mac Pro announcement, they're really with the I mean, the yeah, they say MacBook Pro and a lot of people who aren't pro users use it. But the Mac Pro is, as far as Apple products go, it is specifically targeted for pro users. And they're not kidding. They're not saying, oh, hey, by the way, if like you kind of just want to pay a little extra this, and just have a good computer. This is not a toy. No. this is, And they have the iMac Pro. And yeah, uh, uh, someone who just wants a nice computer could buy that too. But this is really for people who are pro users. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And that's... And uh, did and oh, Stetson's getting down to propose to the Mac Pro. Wow, I did not see this coming, but all right. And the Mac Pro said no. Oh, sorry. Oh gosh, it needs a six thousand dollar ring at least. So, got to get back to work. But yeah, that that was pretty much it that they announced. I mean, that seems like a lot. So I don't think that you do we need any more. I hope not. We've been recording yeah. for almost half as long as the actual event was yeah i started out the event trying to live tweet it and by the time i think we got to like the siri announcements or i think really the ipad honestly we were about an hour in and i was like i cannot like i cannot process any more information and i gave up because it was just yeah there was a lot of information coming at it uh hopefully we tried to do our best to explain it but if you really want more info on it definitely uh, go check out some, you know, YouTube covers of it, covers of it, not like a song, but like, you know, people coverage, talking about coverage. it. Coverage, you want coverage of yeah. it. Coverage. Verge will have a super cut video up of the event, highlights, there will be. Yeah, because it's a very visual presentation, basically, a, is what I'm saying. A surge of content covering the best features of iOS 13, of, of macOS, of watchOS, and then, iPadOS. You know, like magic, you'll forget about it for three months until the updates are all released in the fall. And then it's really it will be like Christmas. Quite beautiful. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh do you want to do like quick favorite favorite feature thing? No, that's it. All right guys, goodbye. No. Yeah. Favorite feature sets and what's what we're going to go at. I think what I'm most looking forward to are the much needed improvements to iPad and finally seeing iPad OS. Yeah, that's I think that is probably that that's a pretty good one. I think even though I don't have an iPad, 
I would probably say for me, the biggest thing was that ability to use it as an external display. That is pretty huge. Um, and also to use it like a Wacom tablet, you know, and have your inputs onto the Mac either for just, you know, like in Photoshop or whatever, or for doing like handwritten notes and stuff like that. I think this is going to be a very strong software season for Apple. Again, they're, they're making their phones faster and more feature packed. We'll have yet to see how these features come out of the oven, but they went in smelling really good. Okay, I did not. That, I was thinking that, baking and, and trying to make that, an analogy there. And I think that we just, metaphor didn't. We just did turned not, into that, a toaster fire. That metaphor went into the kitchen looking like. I'm just going to stop exactly you right there. Right there. That's where, that's what I, that and, I was actually doing a physical recreation of your metaphor. And that segues into stopping our podcast right there. Because I got to go eat. We want to thank you, the listener, for listening. I'm Stetson. Wait, whoa, hold on. We got some social media to plug. Don't, don't, don't. I was going to, I was going to plug it after, but I guess you're right. It makes more sense to do it before. Yeah. Gabe. Well, if you're still listening, guys, thank you for listening to the whole podcast. Actually, I don't even care about social media today. Get off your screen. Go have fun. fun. Uh, Go see a friend. But hey, when you see that friend, if you like this podcast, why don't you tell them about our podcast? Say, hey, uh, there's this new podcast out there. These two dudes who are doing it. Uh, It's a really bad podcast. Avoid it at all costs. It's phenomenal. And then, you know, they might actually want to check it out because that's the way it works. People like to go to the scene of an accident. They like to go to see a house burn down. Tell them that's that's happening. Hey, this is podcast that's the equivalent of a house burning down. Be like, oh, snap. Yeah. It's because I started a kitchen fire. I'd like to apologize, everyone, for that. Oh, there's the, there's the fire department showing up. Yeah, smoke alarms going off. Gosh. Are we ready? Well, I think I think we don't give out shopping carts for the bonus episodes. What we give out, what do we give out on the bonus we episodes? We should give out like bonus awards. Bonus award. Well, we're giving out an apple today. Okay. And Stetson, I think you're not, it doesn't break my streak of the shopping cart. It's definitely not. I think, I think you get half an apple. Thank you, Gabe. And I get the other half. I took a lot of great notes and, you know, I think that helped. I think it did help. Uh, let's not get too technical into your process or that could, I could easily get that other half of the apple back. Okay. So. I'm going to take my apple and leave now. Yeah, all right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, this has been the bonus, ep- our third bonus episode? Second. Yeah, third bonus episode. We did a Samsung one, Google one, um, and now this Apple WWDC one. Let us know if you think there's something we should do a bonus episode about or if you even like these bonus episodes. Uh, let us know if you think we should keep doing the podcast because it really helps us to hear from you guys <laughs> that you appreciate all the work that we are doing. Dave, oh I appreciate you. <laughs> I think my blood sugar is crashing. I got to go eat some dinner. Do you want my half of the apple too? Oh, yeah. I actually just ate my half of the apple. That You're not supposed to eat golden apples. Gosh, that's probably why. We want to thank you guys for listening. I'm Stetson. And I'm still Gabe, I guess. And we will talk to you next time. Good night, California. Wait, none of us are in California. Yeah, well, I'm on the, the East Apple Coast. was in California, actually. So uh, give me give me my half of the apple. That was just off the top of the dome. You mean you're, you're just wooden Coop, head? Coop, Coopertino. I'm out. <laughs>